Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the monthly WDW Standalone Broadcast. I'm Shelly Shaw. I'm joined by my co-host, Diane Butler, this morning. And we're going to spend today talking about some fun run Disney things. Again, it's one of our favorite topics, I think. But before we get started with that, just wanted to take a minute and thank our sponsor, Mouse Fan Travel. Mouse Fan Travel is a no-fee Disney specialized travel agency, and they can help you with all of your Disney trip planning as well as some of your non-Disney trip planning as well. But one of the things that's important is there is no fee to you to use them for their Disney planning services. And sometimes they have some phenomenal deals. I actually booked my November uh, hotel stay through them for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend, and they have some really amazing group rates then. I know that's something... They do for a lot of the Run Disney weekends, um, just that's what we're talking about today. I thought that would be a good thing to point out. They've actually got some 2018 Run Disney packages available already on their website. So if you're looking to plan a Disney trip, be it for Run Disney or just your regular trip, give them a look at mousefantravel.com. With that, we'll get started with today's show. So, Diane, I feel like Run Disney's become one of our favorite topics lately. It's so funny because I know that's relatively new for both of us in the last year because we did our first race together. I know, I know. I think it's. I think probably it's just because, like you just said, that that tends to be when we've been traveling the past, you know, year our Run Disney weekends. So it seems natural to to have that as a topic for us. So, so yeah, tell us. Tell us about Princess Weekend. I know that you just returned from Walt Disney World from Princess Half Marathon Weekend. Tell me about it. I did. So it, uh, it was different. I know you did your first, uh, first 10K already last year, but I did my first 10K at Princess Weekend. So, you know, I'd done the, the couple of 5Ks so far, Um Tried to run walk right when I was with you at Princess last year. The crowds made it a little challenging. They did, <laughs> and in November, sure. yeah. <laughs> in November, we walked because my mom came with us, and my mom's not able to run. Um, so Princess weekend, I, I've been on this journey, and if anybody that maybe reads my articles on the fan zone know I've been talking about this, but I, I've kind of been trying to work up in my runs. And Princess was really kind of the first weekend of doing that because they did both the 5K and the 10K at Princess Weekend. And it was my first 10K, and it was my first time doing back-to-back runs. Um, And it was amazing. I I was nervous. I was terrified, particularly about the 10K. Um, And, you know, I know I've told you this a little bit before. You've been like, oh, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. Then I could not tell you how terrified I was. I was going to be slept. <laughs> um, I am a very, very, very slow runner, so I still use run-walk intervals. Um, and I had gotten myself to around a 15-minute mile um, really right after Princess. Last year I was kind of in that 15-minute uh, mile zone, which is what Disney recommends. They have a... Uh, a minimum requirement, my dog is squeaking her joy. They'll have a minimum requirement of a 16-minute mile, um, but they recommend that you train for a 15-minute mile, and I was there, so I was feeling pretty good. 
And then I re-injured my knee a little bit last April, and I've been struggling to get to even a 17-minute mile since then. So I've been really nervous leading up to the weekend about getting swept, and I was like, you know, I know if they pick me up, I still get my medal, but I really want to cross the finish line of my own my own two feet. And you know, what what's the information about the balloon ladies? How do I watch? You know, if if I'm going to get clothes, that like the thing <laughs> about that was a ton. And let me tell you, didn't even see them. There were a couple points where. You can actually see, like, all the racers behind you. There's a switch point mm-hmm. um, in the early part of the 10K at Princess where you kind of go a little over a mile um, out kind of the entrance of Epcot on the road. And when you come back, you can see all the runners. And, you know, when we did that, I could see all the thousands of people behind me. And then similarly coming around the boardwalk, you know, we were in front of the beach club and I could see all the thousands of people, you know, still running around the boardwalk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that really ended up not being an issue. I will say we were very strategic about started from to help with that, though. So, at Princess, um, both the 5K and the 10K, they had six corrals. They went A through F. And I was in E both mornings, which is the fifth corral. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, for the 5K, but really for the 10K, I, we worked hard to get ourselves close to the front of the corral as we could. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of the things that was really cool, and I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but they did the mini waves within the corral at Princess Bolt. That's new. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, anybody yeah. that has experienced that yet, you know, there are sometimes thousands of people in a single corral. Um, mm-hmm. And it used to be when they said, go for your corral, all those thousands of people went at the same time. And it was one of the things yep. that made it so hard for us to run last year because um, there were so many people in such a tight spot. Um, these mini corrals really, and the 5K, they really broke them up into small groups. I was surprised by how small they were. And then they let people go like every minute and a half, every two minutes. Um but the 10K, we were in the second group that got to go for the 10K. And I think they said they were breaking them up into five or six groups. So, we, you know, we got to go really early in Corral E. Um, and that gave us cushion, which is what I needed to feel confident. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd also heard um, rumors that if you can get yourself back into Epcot, you won't get swept. That they sweep you before you get back into Epcot. And then I also heard mm-hmm. if you get to the National Gateway, you might be okay. Um, let me tell you, I saw the buses, but again, there were thousands of people behind me, so you were fine. Um, but it did look like there was a sweet point, um, probably between mile two and mile three, close to the start of mile three, um, right before you turn back into Epcot backstage. Um, and as you approached it, there were two buses sitting there, but again, there were thousands of people still behind me at that point. So I had Mm -hmm. no fear about it whatsoever. Um, but we pushed ourselves really hard the first half. Um, actually, it wasn't my best 5K time, but it was pretty good. It was about 53 minutes we did the 5K in, which for me is pretty phenomenal. Um, and then uh, we definitely slowed down during the second half of the race. Um, but, you know, with every mile we took, my fear about getting pulled off the race course diminished. Um, and when we hit the mile marker for mile five, honest to God, I kind of started crying as we were running because I couldn't believe we were that close. Um, and that I was going to do it. It was just really amazing. It was such an amazing experience. 
Um, I'm so excited I did it. I'm so excited. You know, I'm kind of continuing on that journey to a longer race. Um, it gave me a little bit more confidence. Um, so I'm slightly less nervous about that now, although it's obviously double the length of what I did with the 10K. Um, but I feel like maybe now it's possible with the right strategy. So, you know, that, that whole thing, I think I was thinking about all those things when I hit that mile marker of five. Um, and I just really, really teared up. It was kind of awesome. Um, so yeah, and, uh, amazing princess weekend, you know, there was talk about, um, traffic issues and the race being disorganized. And, you know, from my perspective, I just didn't really see that stuff. Uh, we changed our strategy after last year to go to Expo later in the day. Mm-hmm. And we showed up at Expo about 3 o'clock on Thursday. No crowds to speak of. Um, we, my mom was with us, but she wasn't running. So she went into the Johnson Center to go look at the Run Disney merchandise and, and try to snag the couple of things we maybe wanted. Um, if they were left and we weren't expecting things to be left, she actually got all three things that we wanted. Um so that was really easy. The crowds at the expo were great. You know, transportation to the parks were great. We did use the, the race transportation both days. No problems whatsoever. You know, walked up, uh, got right on the bus for the 5K. For the 10K, there was a line at my resort. I was at the boardwalk, but like three or four buses pulled up at one time. So everybody in the line got right on buses. Um, super easy coming back. All that went great. It did sound like maybe the people who had a lot of issues were people who chose to drove drive to the five mm-hmm. day and the half marathon. And based on the times they were complaining about, it sounds like maybe they were driving a little late. And you know, run Disney races are very early mornings. That I don't know if people realize that. My brother made some comments to me about why we were getting up so early, and I was like, because they have to open the parks afterwards. You know, you have to be out of the park. Um, and I think maybe people kind of want that extra, I don't know, 15, 30 minutes of sleep, and it sounded like a lot of the traffic problems were people that came in maybe later than they should have, but none of those things were issues for us. Um, and all oh, I, there, That is, that awesome. is definitely yeah. true about the driving. <laughs> Drive The drive and. And you're right, people just kind of hold out. They think, I don't really need to be there that early. Um, you know, if the start time's 5.30, why do I have to be on a bus by whatever, what is it, 3.30 or something? You know, but, um, but yeah, the later you wait, the worse it is. So definitely, even though my suggestion for someone who is new to a, a run Disney weekend at Walt Disney World, even though you feel like you don't want to be up that early, just get Get on the bus, the, the race transportation, if you're on site, because driving is a nightmare. It really is. So yeah, many roads closed, so much traffic. True. And and I would say even, you know, don't necessarily risk that beyond the latest bus you could be on. The, the you know, I heard yeah. on, on other podcasts, you know, be on the first bus if you're taking the bus. And I'll confess, mm. I wasn't either day. I was I was towards the end of the time, and that was true when we yeah, were going no, I... all too. Um, but we couldn't take pictures at the 10K. You know, I, I didn't realize during the 5K, I was there early enough, I probably could have gotten some character pictures during the 5K, but I didn't realize where that was or what was going on until the crowd started to move to the corral. 
So when we got there for the 10K, we were like, oh, let's go try to do this. Let's try to get in one of these lines. Um, and we went to get in the line, and the lady at the end of the line said, you're welcome to get in this line, but I promise you, you're not going to get to see the princess. Um, and, yeah. you know, I think that's the difference. There's like a, you know, I think maybe a half an hour window from when the bus, first bus comes and the, you know, quote-unquote last bus that you're supposed to be on come. Um, and that half an hour makes a big difference, which makes sense if multiple buses show up, which is what happened for us. I mean, literally three or four buses pulled up at the same time at the boardwalk. So there's a lot of people arriving there all at once. So if things like pre-race photos are important, you know, I really challenge you to be in line for that first bus. Otherwise, you may not get to some of those opportunities. Well, on Marathon Weekend in January, I was I was riding the – race transportation as a spectator. So I was significantly later. I was on the last bus that was going, you know, I like the total last bus. So they recommend, yeah. So they recommend racers be on the bus at a certain time, but those buses keep running for spectators, you know. So we might say runners should be on the bus by, I can't even think of what time it is. Is it 3.30? I don't remember, but um, I was on the, the very last bus that was going to be going. And that was because I was going as a spectator and there were runners on our bus. So it was <gasps> crazy. Oh. They, yes. And they were yelling at the bus driver, completely panicked because we hit traffic and the bus had to sit and wait. It was terrible. Now, obviously they were brand new to, you know, a run Disney event, but it was making me so angry. They were so mad at this poor bus driver and it wasn't his fault that they didn't follow the recommendations. You know what I mean? We were pulling up like 15 minutes before the race should have started or even later than that. It might have even been right around the start of the race. And they were still on the bus. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was And there's so many reminders. Bad. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, I know. This was my first time that was more than a 5K. I didn't realize they did this. And I'm OTV experienced this. But, you know, in addition to information being online in your race guide, um, one of the things that we got was actually a voicemail from the resort the night before the race reminding us what time bus transportation was on and when the latest bus was um, for the 10K, which caught me off guard because we've never had that for the 5K. Um, but, I mean, there was ample information out there on what time you did need. To be oh, absolutely. That's really unfortunate. Oh, yeah. They really don't want anyone to miss. But, you know, it's just, it, I think that pe- sometimes people who don't have experience with it think, oh, that's crazy. Why should I have to be on that bus two hours before my race time or whatever it is? And we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait. It's no big deal. They're just, you know what I mean? But you actually do have to follow those recommendations if you want to make sure that you're there, you know, on time. And who wants to, to run in there at the last minute and be all panicked about, Am I going to get to my corral by the start time? You know, can you tell me what the what the 10k course looked like for this princess weekend? Yeah, so it's um it's actually very similar to the 5k, which was fun because I love how the princess 5k goes through Epcot. Um, so there are aspects of that that overlap with the 10k, but obviously they have to add some miles, so there's some differences. So. Um, you know, I would say the first thing is when you're exiting the Epcot parking lot, instead of going right to that back access road, like you do for the Princess 5K, 
Instead, we go left, and we're actually on, like, the, I guess it's, like, the exit road if you're leaving the park. And um, we were on that road a little over a mile before the turn back. So I think it was probably, like, maybe a mile and a quarter that we were on that road, and then they turned us back. And, again, on the roads outside Epcot, there was a little bit of an incline there. We had to go up to get over some of the, uh, the underpasses. Um, and we took that, um, again, I would say probably at least a mile. We were on that road probably a little bit more than a mile. Um, and there's a then right turn. So basically you do that kind of to the edge of the Epcot Park. And it's similar to that little access road that you use for the 5K, but a little bit further because that access road is kind of inside the park. And at this point, we're definitely still, like, outside the park on the road. So we came back that way. We did a right turn. Um, so then now we're, you know, coming around the corner of the park. And not sure what that distance was offhand, but we basically took that so we were kind of lined up with the um, with test track, which is a similar place to where you turn if you're on the 5K. Yeah. But, again, we're outside the park instead of inside the park. So then at that point, you basically turn right into backstage. And from there through the International Gateway, it's the same course as what you have for the Princess mm-hmm. 5K. So we basically ran backstage around the back of Test Track, come in around Mexico, work your way all the way around the World Showcase to the International Gateway. Um, and then that's where it breaks again. So for the 5K, you basically go out the International Gateway and you pop um go backstage and you kind of come in between, I think, at the UK. Um, And instead for the 10K, because, again, they're trying to add some mileage, you um, go all the way around the Boardwalk Resort. So you go out the International Gateway. It was actually really cool right there because um, they have the roads narrowed because there's the runners going out and the runners coming back in. And everybody Mm -hmm. was doing high fives. It threw people in the other direction, which was kind of a fun motivation thing. Um. But then you um, come out the International Gateway, you head right, and you cross Boardwalk first, and then you go over the ramp to Yacht Club, Beach Club, and then back to the International Gateway. Um, and then, and it's about a, a step mile marker five that I teared up is kind of right in front of the Yacht Club. Um, and then back into the International Gateway, again, similar to the Princess Bucket, you come into the UK and finish going around the world showcase then you head towards spaceship earth um and then a little bit different again for people who've done the 5k and you might remember this um we got tricked right we were headed to spaceship earth and then all of a sudden we had to take a left and we had to run by journey to imagination and land in nemo um you don't do that in the 10k um so that was different so instead you keep going straight, you run around the, um, from that direction, I guess, the left side of Spaceship Earth, which was a little bit of a trick there, too, is instead of the 5K where you get Spaceship Earth and you run around the right side and immediately backstage, for the 10K, they have you go around the left side of Spaceship Earth and you actually run down around the front of Spaceship Earth um, and then back towards that uh, backstage exit, which takes you, like, the last, I don't know, two-tenths of a mile to the finish line. Um so lots of overlap with the 5K course, um, but one of the things that's really nice about it is except for kind of those first maybe two, almost three miles, because I think we hit the 10 or the 5K mat um, right as we pulled backstage into Epcot, 
um, you're outside on kind of highways and roads. But you know what? It's so dark then. It's not like you're seeing anything anyway. Um, and yeah. they had some um, entertainment on the race course then, the fun mile markers. And, um, you know, again, I was pushing so hard to just do that time as fast as I could for myself to give myself the extra cushion um, that I kind of liked, but I wasn't distracted by anything. You know, we didn't really, or I didn't stop and take any pictures those first three miles. Uh, the friend that I was running with did kind of grab pictures of some of the characters we saw and the mile marker signs and things like that, and then she'd catch up to me. But I just kept going that whole time, and I, that's why I think our second half was slower. And once we got into the parks, we were taking time here and there, not to take character pictures because those lines are crazy long, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, selfies with things in the background and stuff like that. Yeah, I've never stopped to take a character picture in the park, like during the race, because I don't, I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine wasting all that time because like you, it's not like I'm the fastest runner. I don't, I can't waste all that time waiting for a picture with character. So I always just kind of, so, oh, there they are and keep on going. I have not, I have not yet stopped for a character on the course. Yeah, I don't think That's, I'll ever be that runner that can do that. I don't know. So many people do. So many people do. Um, that course is pretty different than the, the 10K from the dark side last year. I'll be interested to see if the dark side course is the same as last year. It wasn't my favorite. So I'm hoping maybe it's not, but who knows? Uh, because we went, oh, well, through, we went through Hollywood Studios and then to Y World Sports. That and was, was that so we, before all the things closed that you went through the studios, or were things already closed there and you still ran through the studios? Some last things year? were already closed. I'm okay. trying to think of where, where exactly. I remember where we came into Hollywood Studios, but I can't remember. I know we ran straight down. Um, I can't remember where we went back out. We weren't in the studios for incredibly long. We went back out, and then we we took this. We had to take this like little, almost like dirt path over to Hollywood Studios. Oh, I'm sorry, over to Wide World of Sports. And it was not my favorite. It was way too narrow. It was loose, you know, material on the ground. I don't know. It was not my favorite. I know that's the same course. I was told it was the same course that they used or a similar course that they used for the, um, when they were doing the Tower of Terror 10, like the 10 miler, because apparently they had like haunted stuff in that pathway because you're kind of running through the woods a little bit with the, on this dirt path. And apparently for that one, for the 10 miler, they had like some haunted stuff stuff in that corridor which makes sense but for me it felt too narrow and not my favorite at all so I'm interested to see um, if the course is different for this year's dark side it it may have to be because you're right I mean but that was last April so a lot of things were already closed I'm not sure that streets of America were closed but certainly I'm not sure. Very interesting. I'll have to. I'll have to let you know how the what the course looks like this April for sure. Yeah. We'll have to. Recap. So tell me about well, what, that's what, what. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so my next run Disney race is um, the half marathon at one and nine. And I know that wasn't originally in your plans, but you were supposed to do that canceled half in January. So you've deferred to do that, that one and nine half with me, which I'm so excited about. Um, I'm excited too. I'm nervous though. It's in November. I'm already nervous. So I really need to get my myself out there and feeling a little bit more confident that I can finish that distance without dying. So <laughs> Yeah. So I um I don't know if you've been using any kind of training plans for your ten K or if you've just been winging it, but um I did use the training plans that were on the Random Z website uh to gear up for my ten K. So I was, you know, building up my distance. Um, one of the things that's actually super cool about those training plans that are on the, the Disney website, the Run Disney website, is there's a button that you can actually download it automatically to your calendar, and it tells you exactly what you need to do, you know, the three days a week, all those weeks leading up to the race. And then, because I have such kind of a goofy, weird schedule that changes constantly depending on my travel, I'm able to then just kind of move them around in the, in the appropriate place where I know I can actually take the time to do it. And most of those training plans, if anybody hasn't looked at it, you know, two days a week is basically running, you know, 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes if you're training for a longer race. And then my 10K plan, basically every other week, um, there was a long run building up to that um, 10k distance. So my last long run that I did was actually six and a half miles. Um, so I will absolutely be downloading uh, the training plan for wine and dine half as soon as it is available to us to do so. Last time I looked, it was still set up for last year. Um, and then, you know, I think my other goal, I certainly spend a lot of time at the gym. Um, you know, I'm in my gym four or five days a week most of the time doing, you know, walking and running, elliptical weightlifting. Um, but I think one of the things that I want to do is try to maintain where I'm doing at least a 5K a week, and that might be walking, it might be, you know, hitting up the local reservoir, it might be running. But I think um, up until I hit the time to start training for that, that's that's my goal is to try to make sure I'm doing at least 3.1 miles weekly so I kind of maintain a base of that and then I build my training for the half off of that. Yeah, no, I I had not used, well, I told you I, when we talked, I I hadn't really trained at all for my 10K. Um, actually, either of them. I probably trained more for Dark Side last year, but for this one, I was going into what I thought was a half marathon with no training at all. <laughs> so <laughs> it being canceled was a little bit of a, a a gift actually for me. But um, I I definitely plan to to train differently for the half. Um, but right now I don't have a gym membership and it's freezing outside, like you know where you are, you know. So I'm not able to do a ton outside so as soon as the weather breaks I've been out we've had some really warm weather the past couple weeks so I've been out a couple times getting getting my myself started again but I I run a 5k every time I go out that's kind of my my standard workout is I just kind of do a 5k with my intervals but I need to start 
you know, obviously stretching that. So yeah, I'll probably do the same and download that, that training plan and uh, start stretching my distances, you know, as I can, but I'm still nervous. I'm still nervous. It's a long distance, but I know we can do it. We'll, we'll both make it just fine, just fine. Yeah, what, um, and we'll have what inter- to motivate. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We'll be able to motivate exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So were you saying what Yeah, yep, that's what my question was. So um, when I'm doing my shorter runs right now, I've been doing 30-45. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's run 30, walk 45. But when I've done my longer training workouts, I'm more in the run between 30 and 45 and then walk the other um, 90 seconds, you know, or so. So that I basically am running every two minutes um, and then walk in between. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and we just got the time warning already. Oh, my gosh, we did it again. So <laughs> let everybody go for this month. Um, but I know we're going to have lots more fun uh, Run Disney Talk coming up, um, certainly, as you run Star Wars next week, next month. Um, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about our journey towards our half marathon in November and what comes next after that. So until next time, uh, have a great month, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.